Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on December 25th, Christmas Day, 2018. I'm not going to talk too long, but I generally just have a, a few words on Christmas Day because it's the breakout of the whole year for most folk. Actually today we've watched commerce being pushed and pushed and traditional families being destroyed in their whole lifetimes is getting worse and worse all the time. Because that's the agenda, of course, always has been. And I won't go into it all because I've talked about it before, but the big boys have churned books out for academia for over 100 years on that very topic of how to destroy it all and rebuild a new type of controlled society. Controlled by the right people, which of course is themselves at the top, and academia to manage it all. We've watched the replacement of even Sundays. Sundays was a break for people in commerce, who worked in stores and so on, uh, to get a break with their families for a, to be together. Uh, very important, of course, and for the, well over 100 years now, it's been commercialized to the state of being beyond ludicrous. It's insane, actually, if you stand back like an alien and look at it all and say, my goodness, what, what planet is this? Where everyone's taught this to be perpetual sales throughout the year now, and the Christmas oh, madness, and it is madness as you watch people get up tight, unfortunately, with all the things they have to, to buy for other people. And how commercialized, crass commercialization, of course, it's got nothing to do with Christmas anymore. Isn't it astonishing? It's now a glorification of the triumph of commerce over everything else in our lives. And it's getting worse and worse all the time. And the families themselves, as they say, throughout the year, hardly get a day together when they're off, if they actually have a family and left, that is intact. And all by design, it doesn't happen by itself. And the storekeepers and shopkeepers and all the employees, they, they enjoy getting the day off as well. It's really sad to watch it all go, because I, I knew lots of folks in stores in different countries, in fact, who lamented the fact that we've been pushed and forced to work on Sundays, where they looked forward to that break every week, and now it's pretty well gone. Then, of course, you went into the madness of the January sales. That'll be the next thing, too. There used to be Boxing Day at one time sales, the day after Christmas. That's how they had. Now it's a continuous sale from Boxing Day right through January, I think, is extended for about a month. And the problem is, too, as I say, everyone's so hyper with this forced madness of having to purchase, purchase, purchase and spend money they actually don't have. You, you know yourselves, those who've got television, I'm sure they still give you the shows afterwards of folk who've just been almost on the verge of paying off the last year's Christmas presents uh, with their credit cards and, and they're being born again to buy all the new ones for this year. It's insanity. It, it truly is insanity. But the whole point, again, was, was to completely destroy the meaning of what Christmas was. And Christmas, even in Charles Dickens' day, was about the only day that they had, literally, you know, for a lot of people, uh, where the family was left together, except for the occasional Sunday. But they had a, a Christmas day for themselves and perhaps relatives of the family to come together uh, once out of the year. Awfully important in those days. And the presents, of course, that they had at those days really were nothing like today. A good meal. A good meal for people was something better than you normally had. It was was often what people had, if they could afford even that. And when I was young too, Christmas presents were really about what you needed for that year, for, 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 for clothing, to get for school and things like that, just basic stuff. 
like socks and stuff you really, really needed. There was nothing superfluous at all. And now it's just gone out to site where, where they've got a great market for, for consumers for purchasing computers for their children, new iPhones for their children, and all this kind of stuff, and all the games, blah, blah, blah. Thousands and thousands of dollars per child sometimes. And it's great for the big business boys who designed and created it all. But nothing to do with its, its, what its real purpose was. And I say people are getting so uptight now as they rush and rush and rush and hoover missed and blah, 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 because they feel guilty. And there's even ads out there. There's always been ads out there, even when I was young, where they would go on about, say, so-and-so, aunt, so-and-so might get you this for Christmas and you're only getting that. Shouldn't you get this and then show you some other object you should buy? To make you feel guilty for not giving it equivalent amounts of um, purchasing for some present for to be an equal purchase of what you got. Other people literally will use it in the up-and-coming, as they call it, market, the ones who are wanting to go into the executive classes of, of uh, business and so on. As they grow up, they, they'll want to outdo everybody else with getting something extra to try to show up their friends and make them feel uh, inferior to them. The games that go on are, are, are really awful. But most folks simply get stressed out and really worried about the money they're borrowing. They've got to pay off. But that's the system, as I say. For me, you see, I don't go into town much even. There's nothing I want to see there, really. If I, something is desperate, I'll go in there. But even, even the big supermarkets for food now are just ridiculous. I, they're not humane to my way of looking at it. I, I used to read many, many, many years ago about the, the conditioning and, and alteration of even chicken and chicken coops. And then they had the, the big uh, factory-type farms for cattle and milk, uh, where all humaneness to all the animals went out the window for big, massive profit. And everything stands in a line or gets passed along, and everything's automatic, like conveyor belts. And it's the same thing now in all these big stores. We are the chickens lining up to pay at checkout counters, uh, and, it's, and there's nothing humane about it. It's utterly disgusting. From my point of view, I like the shops that they used to have, the small shops competing with each other. You had vegetable shops, that's all they sold, the vegetables. But when you went in there, you didn't have to walk half a mile across the store to find something. It's all around and, and you could find it quite easily. And here's the other thing too, the shopkeepers all knew their stuff. Even little hardware stores, they knew their stuff. They didn't run away when you approached them, like they do in these big places today, where you see the youngsters running away and they see a customer approaching. The small stores, where they knew their stuff and what they were, their products they were selling, they came to you, and they knew what they're talking about. They didn't make it up on the spot just to sell it. Everything's completely changed to, to suit the big mega corporations that help run our lives. Actually, but there's nothing humane about it. So I prefer to stay out of the going out even into town for the basics when I can. But as I say, that this, this is where we are today. And we're going down the tubes, remember. We're supposed to be con- post, going into a post-consumerist type society where you, you can only afford beer essentials. Many of us are already at that stage, by the way, <laughs> because they, they push and forces on us. And you have the signs in Canada, for instance, of different third world signs and symptoms, even in a post office with their big strikes that they have or these slow go-slow strikes that they have towards Christmas, all the employees, the big unions. And you have temporary staff on to even deliver letters. And often you won't get the stuff until well after Christmas. There's such a backlog of stuff that hasn't got settled from the, this, this ongoing go-slow parcel strike and so on. All the symptoms of third-worldism. 
they also employ lots of people now, even for stand-ins in rural areas. And, and now they're going for permanent jobs to, to get to different groups and as employees because they say there's not enough of them. Everything's a quota of this and a quota of that. Well, the, the point is, if they don't do the job, especially with the mail, you won't get your mail. Everybody else might get it, but you won't. And that's my experience here when that, when that happens. If the regular mail guy's off at Christmas time too, I've already got parcels missing that were sent to me. Trying to track them is impossible. They'll say that's been delivered to, your, to the big post box or the, or the post office, and they say it hasn't arrived. And this is where you, this is like what you get in a third world country, you understand? There's a massive backlog too of stuff because it was a parcel strike sort of stuff, uh, rotating, they said, from different sorting offices for the last, I don't know how many months it's been. But I won't go on about it. What I'm just saying is you have all the symptoms of something going backwards and going downhill. They're going to probably employ more people in rural areas that aren't qualified for the job. They get it for different reasons and don't even belong to into the countryside. They don't even live there. I mean, everything is madness for quotas now. It's ridiculous. As, as opposed to having efficiency by getting the right folk who can simply do the job. I don't care who they are. But that's where we are. And as I say, then you have endless sales uh, with with Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, blah, 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 blah. All the dreamed up things by the big corporations. It really is something else, isn't it? And the folk are not happy. I've given talks about that. The study is unhappy. The big boys at the top are perfectly well aware of where they're taking you. And they've got incredible in real time pulse on us all now. Because most folk give up their data every day on their Facebook or whatever it happens to be to be collected and analysed instantly by the huge computers elsewhere. So they know exactly what the pulse of the public is, how they're feeling about this and feeling about that. And did need more distractions. They even have things like, do we need to churn out better movies to, to distract them and keep them happy and blowing bubble gum? You know, that's what that's why we, that's how we're we are the chickens in the coop today. We are uh, the, the cattle in a conveyor belt type system today. We are we really are, honestly. And the public don't realise it because they adapt into it so quickly and easily. And if you watch television, honestly. You, you, you're going to have a, you or your children. To me, as far as I'm concerned, for most folk, it's game over. It's so perfected long ago with its psychology and its its um, its techniques of behaviorism, all working on staff, by the way, to produce dramas and movies and its political correct this and that and the other thing too. Until if you actually go along with it, your mind is being prepared for all the things to come, all bizarre things to come, including the ones that have already come. And at the same time, they put the hooks in, so you'll keep watching the story as you go through uh, pretty well sexual pollution of all kinds under the guise of entertainment and drama. You're being prepared all the time. All the time. And folk forget, too, that sexual pollution is a technique of control. Always has been, always will be. And most folk don't even know. There are, well, really good documents out there on, on the sexual control and good books out there on the history of it too, by that way, for that matter. And it always works. And as you're getting sexually polluted, you're also being controlled more and more and you're losing rights and freedoms. A very old technique. But getting back to the point of today, right? We know all this. The ones that are listening probably know this. But there's always other folk who don't know very much at all who are now questioning, and thank goodness folk are questioning. 
there's always, always a few. And that's the point of all, really, isn't it? It's always the ones that want to know, who are already asking the questions. Who, the people who haven't asked questions are not willing to listen. The ones who have asked questions generally show that they're willing to listen by asking. And once you ask the questions, you have to train them almost to, to be, just be quiet and listen, listen, listen. There's a technique of putting things across to them. You don't overload them. You don't horrify them. You leave things to them so that they'll ask another question, hopefully, without asking, firing them off all over the place. That's not how you learn. There's a sequence of topics and how to, and how you present them and how you learn. If they're all over the map, they're going to learn nothing. It's just too much for a scattergun approach. But the scary part in our system is not so much the case of those who are asking the questions, which are normal to ask, is how few of them actually do that. The vast majority technically are mentally ill. Or they would be asking questions. How can you possibly look at the world today, including your own world, what's happening to you and around you, without admitting that there's a mental illness here? We've been living through war, continuous war, since Gulf War I, for instance. And the public have never been given an explanation as to why we're even involved in all this stuff. That's a mental illness, not asking questions and paying for it all. It is. And losing all your rights and freedoms or privacy, and so on. And they all accept that. That's a mental illness, folks. It is. So that's really the key. It's how few actually ask the questions. And for, for the majority who adapt to everything they're told to adapt to just to get along, or they don't want to know, for the majority, they actually encourage, because of their actions, the utter contempt that the leader always showing the general public. Well, they don't mind, do they? However, this system, as I say, I talked about years ago that was getting brought in, it's all here. It really is. You're simply living through the, the reigning in of, of any tolerance at all. It's completely intolerant now, and most folk will lose their rights and freedoms right up to the, right up into the being told what to look at on the internet, what not. And did you look at this on the internet, and blah, blah, blah. And why would you look at this or read this or whatever? That's already here. Before 9-11 happened... I gave talks on the fact that in the newspapers, when you actually had paper newspapers, we read them, it, they actually said that the, the CIA and, and different intelligence services were looking through libraries and, and checking on what people were reading and who was reading what. Do you understand the naivety again of even the pre-9-11, 2001 society that again had no, no inkling that that would ever be done? Why would your authorities be looking... These are your agents, these are your criminal agencies (laughs) looking to see who's reading what in libraries. So all the books you'd taken out over years, they kept an updated file on on you, what you were reading. And that that generation thought they were free, you know, oh, we're free, we're free, you know. Government is a completely different system than what you've been brainwashed to believe it is. And it's not the parties that you see either that's running the show. And they always give you updated versions of parties and front groups that, are the, that pretend they're the virtuous ones. We're the new virtue and free, for, group for your party. And they'll, get, they'll create heroes, you see. They give you heroes, which they create. 
and professional types and so on. So these are the new representatives of your party. If you're like them, respect them, you'll follow them, and you've been led up the garden path always. Just look at the organisations they end up getting pulled right into, like the CFR, immediately. And then talking at the Bilderberg group meetings. It's all fake. Everyone's fake. But you try to see the things some of these people say, and you'll be in the slammer before you know it. That's your telling point right there. So back to Christmas here. In a system which is totally intolerant, the very word Christmas is almost a sin to mention it, according to the, the big liberal agenda that's on the go. But if you forget, and forget all the bad things here, I'm talking about the good things here, because I don't, I don't care what happens on earth here and, and what's given to people on earth here. Once you get into any institution, any institution that then takes over authority to represent that whatever is good, it'll be corrupt in no time, and every institution gets there very quickly because people are human. The powerful and the psychopathic always seek power, more power, through institutions, and that's why they become so corrupt very quickly. But we're in a system today that won't even allow almost the history of maybe the one organization that gave you some... It stopped you killing each other, put it that way, in your own countries, or in your own neighborhoods even. The institutions that gave you the real initial charities... Uh, that kept folk alive and so on. Not the fake NGO and foundation systems you have today that go under charities, etc., and make themselves awfully rich. But for the individuals that that came under the umbrella of what was called Christianity too, it, it was the only thing that stopped them to reflect on themselves and the idea to be better people. A secular world cannot do that. It can maybe mouth off a humanistic uh, mimicry, but without something behind that, it falls apart. It's of no use at all. And that's something that the humanists that brought you the front group called communism and the Bolshevik revolution, and other revolutions, by the way, they, they, they always end up doing horrific things to the public because they don't have any barriers of rights and wrongs to go by. They throw that out the window. They actually wrote books about that, how they, had, they didn't have barriers and emotional and, and silly uh, religious convictions to stop them getting ahead with their agenda. So anything was possible in that case, and they took advantage of that and slaughtered millions of people. Millions. And we forget that so quickly. And believe you me, that will happen in all your own countries. The intolerance is all around you from the state. If you understand all the, the top movements to destroy everything in society, to rebuild it again, it was well written about by the perpetrators themselves. It's being forced upon everybody by your own governments from the top. And from above government, obviously, because governments generally are front people who are out there to scam and enrich themselves, as the politicians do. So it's all from the top down, and it's obvious to becoming more and more and more intolerant of having an opinion that hasn't been rubber-stamped and authorized in this changing system, constantly changing, exactly as George Orwell in 1984 told us. One day it could be this that was correct, the next day it could be something else that's correct, it's opposite. It all depends on what your masters want, and we're, we're living through it today. Isn't that something? 
And folk forget that the one thing that they hate, because they they've had a whole lifetime of massive propaganda against it, the one thing they hate was a religion that didn't have the changes. They would have, here's the rules, here's your commandments, and, and if, you, if you had a central organization to, to administer it, then you couldn't have the, the, the rapid changes like we have under the, the 1984 O'Brien type system. That's the difference. And any group, and any person, any individual type can be completely targeted instantly by the new masters using huge marketing companies in collusion with the behavioral uh, teams that they're employing to. They have them set up across every country on the planet have done talks on this, behavioral insights teams. And, <laughs> and they give you your heroes. They'll keep giving you your heroes and, and, and the ones who will speak out against it, but they're fake. They are fake. They're giving you a new watered-down version of what's going to be acceptable for a little while, you see. Be very careful. As I say, when you throw out the old rules that got you this far against all odds, because history is a horror show, a horror show. And we're still living through horror. Some, some countries are still living through the worst horror shows, and we're financing it, folks. And we don't care. That's a symptom, too, that we don't care. Hmm? We only care when it happens to us. And then... And then we'll bitch and complain about how did this happen and who's responsible. And well, you're, we're all responsible for saying nothing. That's that's part of the problem, isn't it? So as, you, as everything's getting tossed out the window, and the state becomes your your big brother and big mother, then horror is is definitely scheduled down the road. Because it's intolerant. It isn't human. It's not human. Secular humanism is not human. It isn't. It's an agenda. It's a religion, folks. A ruthless religion where those who have deemed themselves appropriate experts have the right to rule over your lives and even if you should have a life and who should live and who should die, that's what it is. And how you'll behave and what you'll do. They, they would re- really prefer if they could create you into a robot. I really mean that. Be utterly predictable. That's why you're spied upon so much. Because rulers with their big agenda have said that that they don't feel safe until the general population are completely predictable on an individual level. And that's why the masses of data is collected upon you. Having said all this now, (laughs) I want to also say, like I, I try to generally say in Christmas, don't freak out. What you're really freaking about is the fact everybody else is getting the same news, probably more of it, in fact, but it goes in one ear and out the other to the general public, and they, te- they choose to ignore it and not be concerned about it. That's really why people freak out who understand what's happening, and, and they, when they see that people just accepting it and say, oh, well, it doesn't matter, that's what freaks them out. Don't be freaked out. You have to learn to handle things yourselves, and don't spend your whole life on the darn computer. And for those with cell phones, standing like zombies or, or walking even with the things like zombies and definitely not driving with them like zombies uh, because it's, uh, you're being conditioned. You're, you're not acting like a human being anymore. You're behaving in a way that you're being programmed to behave by those who master you. You have to keep get back into some kind of normalcy. 
And if it's getting to you and you feel that you're cracking up with things, take a break from it and switch it off. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And for many shows that you, you will tune into, hey, they're generally fronts for some political group or something. Stand back. Stand back. Because, see, you're important. And you better start looking after yourselves as individuals. It's very important you do so. And your mental health is awfully important too. Lots of folk are getting terribly, terribly depressed about things and worried about things. But you understand, in this world, you've never had real peace. So don't think somehow it's all ending. Uh, and it's going to get, We've always been under forms of control. And it's always been powerful. People stirring up wars and all kinds of ways to further their own careers and get more power over you by using you. Because, you see, the psychopath rules the world. And in religion, really, when you look at the, the, the signs and symptoms and the traits of a psychopath, it's really interesting to look at from a religious point of view. You'll find it's the same signs and, signs and symptoms of describing a demon and someone that's possessed. Interesting, eh? It really is. And no one wants to go there in this day and age because, no, you don't. That would take you into something you've been trained to hate. And you have been trained to hate it, by the way. Because it's always been a nuisance to governments. Even when governments would, it would as, as often as they could ignore religion, when religion was powerful, there were certain things they couldn't do. Because religion gave people individual rights. Christianity especially gave folks individual rights. And when, when the big lords above you came to slaughter the peasants, with all, which they sometimes did, it really did not look good, and they went down as infamous people in history because of it. And folk forget that's where you get a lot of your rights from. And folk are giving them all up, all of them up, because of the farce of, my God, the world's too scary now, and, it's, and anybody could be a terrorist, and you might become a terrorist. You might just wake up one day and say, my goodness, I've become a terrorist. And just like that. I should articles out there in the mainstream about this from the, the big agencies at the top saying that's how it would happen. We're rubbish. We're rubbish, eh? The governments know who they bring into the countries. They know who's, who's already radicalised. Governments, I even did the talks on them from the, their own articles that they actually radicalise some of them themselves by putting up sites to bring them in. Young kids, to radicalise them. But back to, as I say, don't crack up with it all. And don't spend your life fretting about things. You've got to get on with life. You've got to survive. You've got to live. And you've got to look after your own mental health. As I say, I really, I, I get email once in a while from people who are in terrible dire straits through, through circumstances in life too, on top of it. And you can't work your way off all the little problems we've got in today's society. You can't do it. When you're, when you're getting obsessed with, with um, following the latest propaganda or the latest things that's going to happen or whatever, you need to start thinking for yourselves. The point I've always tried to make is think for yourselves. Always think for yourselves. It's not a popular thing to push these days because everyone wants to use you. If you've got a brain, you, you've got a million people want to use it. Honestly. 
That's how it is, folks. It's the same with, with our, our commercialized money system and purchasing and commercial system. If you got if every penny you, you earn, there's a million corporations wanting to get it from you. But that's the same with your brain. Because everyone has to be used by the ones at the top. And all you have to do is, is look at the wealth they draw in, the ones who want you to be worried about, to, for themselves personally, and how the lifestyle they live compared to your own. And then you tell me if, you, if you're equal to them or you're be, are you being used. You better start thinking, eh? But most of the stuff you get today is blatant propaganda. It's never been so evident as it is today. Really? So remember, Christmas is supposed to be a time of what used to be family and friends. It wasn't turned into some completely drunken and and drug-fueled bonanza of mayhem as it has today with dysfunctional or completely dissolute families. We're very sad. And ridiculous songs, like happy holiday songs and and reindeers, what? And its whole core of what it was about has been thrown out the window. A core too about even forgiving people that you've had your, your tiffs with and all the rest of it at this time of year and, and reflecting on everything. It's a time for reflection. It, it's so symbolic too at the time of the year, obviously. From midwinter into the next year. And midwinter for, for Western and Northern countries was always like mine here. I got up this morning and in Fahrenheit, I was about 20 below. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, 15 below. Uh, minus 15 Fahrenheit, way, way below the freeze mark, many degrees below it. And so this is the time of year which symbolizes you've survived. You're not quite out of it yet. But you break, came in a new year, and that was, you survived a whole year, another year. Life, because at one time life, and it is today too for a lot of folks, is getting worse actually, as we go into our, our forced poverty, which is a nice name for, or austerity, a nice name for poverty. And it's, it's hitting a lot of people who can't afford their heating bills and so on. As they train the public, like they do in England and in Scotland, uh, that uh, well, X amount of, or thousands of people will die in their own homes this year because they can't afford the fuel. And we're taught this is normal. But ho, 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 let's be jolly, eh? What nonsense. And go out and buy more stuff on Boxing Day they'll end up Boxing Week and Boxing Month. What farce. What a farce this is. But this is not life, folks. And if the communication and the contact of what life's about... And the purpose of it, and the real system of, of uh, goodwill and so on, isn't brought back in. It doesn't mean you, you become soppy little idiots. But goodwill, temper with the fact, don't get used by anybody together, would be a darn good system. That's what it's about. It doesn't mean you, you, you can love every... The people who absolutely have got it in for you and utterly hate and have literally worked out formulas and high institutions to do you in, basically, as a culture or a system or whatever. You, you, you might want to pray for them, but it doesn't mean you have to, to go, because there are certain things you're taught you're not supposed to love, for instance. And that's a fact. You're not supposed to. 
There's a bit of a myth that the Christianity is said to love, love everything and everybody and so on. There are certain ones and certain things and certain rules that you're not supposed to love. And that which was anti-human and anti-you and everything else, you can't love that. But I've never seen a time when there's so much worked out hatred from the top of what's supposed to be the system being fomented and pushed down with incredible arrogance, open arrogance on the general populations and what you're supposed to believe, what you're supposed to accept and you'd better accept and so on and so on. I've never seen such intolerance as we have today and that does not bode good because it smacks of the same secular humanistic ideology dash religion of secular humanism as you had with the Bolshevik communist revolution that went on and on forever and slaughtered people everywhere. There is no tolerance in there. It's horrific, folks. There's no love thy enemy from there. None at all. Mm -mm. I've seen some little clips from the BBC recently. And the BBC is supposed to be independent. What a joke that is. You've never seen such a mouthpiece of intolerance against the whole, anybody who wants a bit of freedom or whatever, or a different point of view, complete intolerance. And when they bring on guests today, uh, some, some of the people that, that do the, who are the hosts for these BBC talks, they think they're a judge in a court against the people they're bringing on. It's incredible. There's never been such, that's what you would see, that's what you do see when you're leading up to terrible, terrible things Coming from the, the top That's what you'll see Terrible things Complete hatred Of anyone with a different point of view The other thing too is always to remember Don't follow fakes hmm? Don't do it Don't do it And don't look for someone to be your champion You're supposed to be your own champion Look at look what happens when the champion you choose, even in politics, doesn't deliver what you wanted. It's the same as Christianity. A lot of the folk who, who, who followed are the ones who turn up to ridicule the leader who doesn't who doesn't free them in this in the way that they wanted to be freed. It's a different way they wanted. And so they jeer and spat and all the rest of it too. That's the, one of the big messages in Christianity too. The world was always taught to be, look at the games that go on, like the, like the song, the games people play. Eh? Hmm? Look at the games that are always there with power and ego and so on. All down through history, right through the present time, it's actually worse now than everything. And how they're constantly fomenting and creating themselves as stars and champions to lead you up the garden path. That's what politics is, is about too. I've never ever seen... Well, if politics, as I say, was real And voting Really was what is, is really above board It is what it's for about And the parties are what they're for And it was meant to help the people It would be made illegal It's a complete front organizing The voting process And politicians are all pre-selected By the same All parties at the top They're all pre-selected But Carl Quigley talked about that and the Royal Institute for International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations are the, is the group, it's the same group, just a different, different country. 
that, that does that does this elections. They they are a front for the rulers, even above them. Even in the Rology of International Affairs, there's a higher group, an inner group, uh, inner party is Orwell understood, and an outer party. And Quigley also pretty well verified the same thing for the Milner group that became the Rology for International Affairs. So it's not real. And it stops people having revolutions every few years. That's the idea behind it. And all the big massive protest groups you'll see are often apart from getting funded by members of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, these big protest groups and radical groups, and the so-called philanthropists that are all members of it, they're all fronts. Uh, They're also using your tax money as well. There's so much illusion out there to make the general Joe public think, well, if there's that much of it going on and they're all for it, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I should just go along with it. It gives you the impression that everybody is suddenly this or suddenly that or whatever. No, they're not. It's all perception management. So for those who really don't know what's going on, but they're looking for answers, switch off things at times. Switch off, have a break, go for a walk if you can. And don't spend your, your life in chat rooms and all the rest of it. That's not real either. Or all these multitude of fake friends that are just like sock puppets and and their different forums and so on. Too many documents, documentaries put out about that over the years that, that you're being led up the garden path. Get a break. And uh, as I say, don't worry about having... It's not normal to have stacks and stacks of what you think are friends. Plato said that if you, if you make three or four and up to five maximum in a lifetime, you've done awfully well. Awfully well. And even those those three, four, or five probably won't all be at the same time. Some of them might be when you're at school. You change as you get older, and folk drift away. They change too. They're your old friends, and you until you might want to not not want to know them anymore, etc. All change. That's normal too. But it's a time, as I say, for reflection, personal reflection. That's what it's about too. Personal reflection. Resetting your values. And standing back until you can see things as they really are, really, really are. And you want to follow into the same patterns of being used by all kinds of sources in this year coming up. Think about it. You understand, it's like having a little, a little home. We humans like a place to live. Obviously, it's a necessity, but we like it. And there are folk who, who love their little dump at times that they live in. Because there's also decent things that happen along the way while they live in that little dump of a place. But it's home to them. We, we, we settle in very quickly to situations and routines. And sometimes in life we have to kick our way out of it. Different routines to change ourselves. This is what it's about too. It's not about buying this and buying that. You're not going to change yourself by buying plastic junk. They'll last you maybe a month or two if you're lucky before it falls apart at Christmas time. That doesn't bring you. That's commercial hype. That's what that is. You're all being used. You know. I've never met a, a toothpaste yet that makes me want to feel like I've just, you know, uh, I've just won a lotto in some, or, and I've been given a shot of happiness just through a vein or some. I've never seen a toothpaste do that. But you do if you watch television. That's the answer to all your problems. Is that toothpaste? Look at it. Or that toothbrush. Whoa, wow. That's not what happiness is.
Happiness comes often with a, a revelation that happens within. That's what it is. Or a memory you look over again. Or an incident has happened. And you, you see the, the, how many things at the time you took for granted over that, but how many things that they were really endearing during that time with whatever it happened to be. It's a learning experiences. We are different from the animals in that we have the ability to, mem- to for memory, really deep memory that, that goes along with words, which makes it more precise. And we're not run just purely by instincts, although we definitely have instincts, but we, we, have, the, the, we have more rights to our abilities for choice in those instincts, what to think or whatever. And yet you've got a whole massive machinery above us. Well, this is not paranoia here. This is from the, the textbooks and from the big, the, the big marketing companies that work with the behaviorists and so on, with the behavioral insights teams and many others all through the entire system and always have been there through the entire system. Don't forget that Bernays has worked with about five different presidents in his lifetime, maybe more actually. They help to adjust the population's mentality. Do you understand the power there? What was the population of the U.S. through the whole period? Huh? How many millions of people? And here they are manipulating. Even into war. He helped get them into World War I by using the, the top marketing company that existed in that time to sway Americans' opinions to get them into a war. And then after, he boasted about it openly in another book. This isn't paranoia. This is fact. And don't ever let people brand you as a conspiracy theorist when you're using their own materials of those that rule or rule on behalf of the rulers, like all those in academia at the top who are boasting openly about it, or those who come out who are picked to get up to the CFR and get television shows and so on, who are picked because... They themselves believe that their own professions like psychology are meant to control people and they know how you should live and how you should think, etc. It's all the same thing, folks. It's all the same thing. So Christmas, as I say, is a time for reflection. And throughout the years, I've got to know so many, many people. And they're real people. They are real. You get to know of their problems, too. You get to know... Of, of the things they go through, they struggle through. And they have the same things as I get. They get you know, like financial crashes when they're pretty well broke. Uh, and all things come along on top of that, that they just don't have the cash for even major things and so on. That's what we go through in life, the real people. That's what we do, go through life. And they have uh, their own mayhem with dysfunctional families happening to our members of them and the families. Because we've, had a, we've been going through a war that most folk don't even know was all deliberate. It was, it's not some kind of societal evolution any more than the planned sexual revolution just became spontaneous by itself. Along with its planned abortions and takedown of society and depopulation. It's all part of the same things too. Not conspiracy. They churned out in their own boots like Margaret Sanger. You know, she churned out the stuff herself. She didn't mind having kids because she believed she was one of the, 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 the better classes that should have children, but you shouldn't, you see. Now it's down to the stage, if you have different opinions, well, you shouldn't have children either. I'm not kidding you. It's not pleasant what lies ahead. And that's actually almost here now. 
not speculation because they they told us to bring it here right down to you know, the next system. The next part of the system is uh, at the moment they can censor you for for your opinions. They want to jail you for having opinions and seeing two you know two plus two equals four. They want to jail you for basically saying what you say. You're not allowed to anymore. You must see and, and say what they tell you to see and say. That's what Oral Ward is about. We're here. And the next step is what Russell and the rest of these guys that worked to help bring it all in, uh, who, who didn't believe that the general population had any rights and freedoms to think for themselves. And he said, uh, they'll, they'll give you all credits, etc. Electronic or whatever it happens to be. By the states. Because you're now in a system where they can't give you employment, or they say that they can't give you employment. It's managed that way, mind you, but, but so therefore the government will have a, a huge, huge chunk, growing chunk all the time. Where you'll get your, 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 your credits for the month just to survive. And if you're not nice and good and you don't go along with the PC stuff, you'll, he said that they'll hold it back your credits so you can't feed yourself until you buckle under and do what you're told. Everything's just coercion, isn't it? And as I say, when you don't have something, it's the rights of people, the true rights of humanity that, you, that you're supposed to have, and even under the under religion. And, and don't, yeah, I'm not saying religion either wasn't corrupt. It's that powerful folk go in and corrupt everything, always. But they, they had an awful time trying to even destroy the basic things that were put down for, for human rights. It was a thorn in the sides of totalitarian governments right to the present day, folks. But they don't have so much of it today because they've been awfully successful in destroying it as best as they could. It's like the U.S. Constitution. They keep prattling on about it, but George Bush Jr. himself says it's only a piece of paper, he says. And the CFR top reporters at the time, years ago, One of them said in the mainstream papers, it says we we can do an an end run around the Constitution rather than try to fight it head on. So they don't have to change it, they just go around it and ignore it completely. Just like, as I say, commandments or anything else. And and commandments gave you the, the basic tenets of how to just live without slaughtering each other and robbing each other and, and causing mayhem. Very important. And even commandments are a basis for, for developing your own higher self. All the clues are there now to do it. But as I say, they're a danger to governments. Remember, as I said before, Matsu Tung, the leader of China, the old leader of China, said the same thing. He wasn't afraid of armies and with guns or anything. This is a moment of, the only thing that frightened him. This is during an interview, actually. The only thing he was afraid of was a big idea. He's really referring to to a religious idea, much like Stalin said the same thing. Same thing. That that, that he said to you know to, to the Catholic Church, he said, "How many regiments of Jesuits can you bring against us?" You know, they were afraid of it because it's something that's so innate. This thing called religion, a belief in something bigger than all of this, you see. And it is innate within humanity. It's something that gives that extra little... We know there's something beyond just what they tell us. We know it through our personal experiences. We just know it. We know it. But they want to knock that out of you. 
because they, they can have no see you can have no other gods before the state. That's the whole point of the world state. Don't forget that. And this God, this 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 God that bringing in the world state, will be utterly ruthless, folks. Already is when they train the public that, that a good portion, maybe even half or more, actually, in some segments of society, will actually abort their own children and have live births, and we accept that as normal. And then they go for the elderly and start euthanizing them. Then they train the rest of them that are not at that age that it's normal too and don't. Because they don't think they'll hit that age, you see. No one does. Till it's your turn. This is scientific tyranny. Of your mind and so on. So as I say, don't toss basic religions out the window. Especially Christianity. Because as far as the Western world is concerned, that's, that's what you, you had. It made sense. And you can go all over, even the British Isles, through all the different islands, the north of Scotland, the little islands, and harsh climates, and raging seas would, would, and storms would go across them. And you find these old, old stone ruined monasteries that were there, of folk that travelled across the world. And they didn't get paid for it, because an idea was given to them that meant something, it touched something in them, that, that they could bring to other people. And, and again spread into a, a, a civilization. It was a civilization that so much grew out of. So don't don't fall for everything where it's unpopular. And because if you if you have your own mind to, to, in this day and age, if you still have your own mind, uh, believe you me, the state will definitely say that it's un- what you're saying and what you're thinking is definitely unpopular. You're not supposed to have your own mind. You're supposed to be a parrot. Who has lots of sex, lots of drugs, as they free up all the drugs now. And just just go into La La Land with your Soma and don't don't disturb your masters. Because what you think is definitely a problem to them. And it could be a problem like like again back to nineteen eighty four. What did you think of that Orwell was Orwell had a hard time accepting certain things he wouldn't say openly. But he, he knew it too. What, what, even, even in 1984, when he asks Winston why he was doing all this, why he was even going to give his life up for it and so on. And Winston says, that he, because he's trying to say this because of humanity, that thing that's in you, that he's talking about spirit, folks, that's what it was. Because O'Brien and the system will always try and break your spirit. Always. If you have different opinions. And you think for yourself. And O'Brien says, oh no, that could never happen. I mean, a totalitarian system. They were living in, that's what it was about, 1984. Totalitarian. He says, but though, maybe, maybe, O'Brien surmises, maybe, he says, maybe in a thousand years, when the idea would spread and snowball, very slowly though, very slowly, maybe then it become a problem. That's what he was saying. Because something else that gives hope to individuals, individuals, not just chunks and groups, but to the individual. Something like that, that says, you matter, you matter. That's what Christianity is about. It gave individual recognition in an age of slavery, of haves and have-nots, where you're, you're either a, a peasant, a, a, a slave, 
But you're all ruled like, like a mass But this gave individuals rights and freedoms Don't ever, ever be so quick To throw it out the window Anyway, that's uh, but that was going to be my, my 15 minute talk for Christmas <laughs> And uh, let's see, it's a deep, deep freeze here where I am And it started early this year too In September there was snow all the way up to the present And it's getting longer and longer winters As we, as we have global warming supposedly And uh, as I say I woke up this morning And in the Fahrenheit scale It was about 15, almost 20 below And it hasn't, for this last week I don't think it's gone up to, to even the freezing mark We've been way below it Actual freezing point And it's getting colder and colder every year actually Because we're going through phases like this This is what climate change is Climate change has always been here we even have ice ages at times, don't we? Well, what do you think happens between the ice age? You get a warming age, don't you? <laughs> it's not a crisis. It happened long before even humans even existed. But again, every con has a silver lining, which is generally their big, big uh, banks that uh, serve themselves for managing us, and we pay as slaves into their con games by a law and decree. So don't give up your rights and your freedoms. Think for yourself. And I know the people get in touch. There's more and more folk. There's more folk email every year. But the money isn't there at all. And I understand a lot of folk are really broke. Really broke. And they always expect you to be there, giving out information. And just like Bill Cooper, eventually one day you won't be. That's how it happens, folks. And then you'll say, my goodness, you know, look, you've, that's what happens. So remember folks, um, take care of yourselves Think for yourselves Don't despair Don't despair Because the, the, the trick in this world of, of utter evil is to try to isolate you And think you're completely on your own But if someone else is even putting a thought your way And they're in their mind You're definitely not on your own So believe you me have a, have, I mean a, a good Christmas to me Is not something where you, you're, you're manically happy uh, a, a good Christmas is a time to reflect And think of each other And so on And the, the good that we've experienced in life From myself, Alan Watt From Ontario, Canada It's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you 